Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We're on episode number 56. And before I start the episode, I just want to do a huge shout out to our sponsor, Huff and Puff Pork Crackle, which is made here in Australia for helping to keep this podcast going so i really appreciate your support that you're giving uh, by helping to grow this podcast but in today's episode it is the first we have two guests who are doing amazing things within the plant-based industry veronica phil is the co-founder of grounded foods which makes the most awesome plant-based cheeses around they're made from cauliflower and hemp of all things instead of the usual stuff that you see that are made from cashew butters that are just kind of squashed together her partner sean who is a chef and i believe half wizard has created these amazing concepts and products which can be found in new york and hopefully in australia very soon the business growth wouldn't have been possible without investor Andrew Ive from Big Ideas Investment, who we have on the show as well. So Veronica and Andrew met in Melbourne, and it only took Andrew five minutes to realise that Grounded Foods was a business to invest in. This is just an incredible story. I hope you enjoy it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 56. Huff and Puff Pork Crackle is Australian-owned and made right here from 100% real Australian pork. Hand-fried and available in a range of flavours, the tasty crunch is hard to resist. Absolute pleasure to have you on board, guys. This is the first episode where I've actually got two people on the show. So welcome for being the first. And it's the first time I've got someone in New York and LA. Absolute pleasure to have you on board, Veronica and Andrew. Thank you for the retail thank you for joining the Retail Ready Podcast. How are you? Great. Delighted to be on here and speaking to someone from back home. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice to know. Nice to know. Well, it's a miserable day, but hopefully this uh, podcast won't be miserable because you guys have probably got one of the best stories that I've heard in a long time. Um, I've got your website up, Veronica, because I've stared at your products for, I'd probably say, a good hour over the time that we've got to know each other over the last week or so. Can you just introduce yourself, Veronica, and then we'll introduce yourself, Andrew, and then we'll tell everyone where where you guys combine and your stories. Sure. So my name is Veronica Phil, and I am the CEO and co-founder of Grounded Foods. We're a cheese-free cheese company, so we make plant-based cheese out of, I guess, a lack of alternatives that we could find that we would realistically buy on the shelf. Uh, we're not actually vegan ourselves but we know that that's the future of food uh, we didn't really want to get left behind but we wanted to create products that we'd buy um, and that meant creating something that was a, a bit more focused on flavor functionality and more importantly at a price point that was competitive with dairy so that's what we do nice Ah, oh, that's fantastic! Well, looking at looking at your range, looking at the like the camembert. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to try this. I've tried. <laughs> I went to Expo West last year when it was uh, when we were allowed to uh, meet people and um, put your hands into bowls with other people, and tried different um, vegan kind of not vegan like cashew buttered kind of cheeses and there was some good ones some okay but yours look absolutely fantastic and we'll go into your story more but I want to talk to Andrew Andrew welcome to the show as well do you want to give your 
background and how you know Veronica. Sure. Uh, hi, Ben. By the way, Veronica said that you were from her home country. You're, you don't sound Australian. I'd, to be honest, I would like to be known as an Australian now. Um, this country has been very good to me, so I can't complain. But no, originally from Manchester. So There you go. Yeah. So, he's, so he's from my country, Veronica, not yours. I can, I can, <laughs> yeah. I can claim him. I'll share you both. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, Andrew Ive from Big Idea Ventures, and we're a company which invests in uh, great, great plant-based and cell-based uh, companies. The sort of idea behind Big Idea Ventures is solving the world's greatest challenges by backing the world's best entrepreneurs, and that's what we're all about. We we. We find really amazing entrepreneurs around the world in literally all, all corners of the world. Uh, and we we give them money and then we work with them and we help them to grow. Wow. Uh, to grow uh, amazing companies. Uh, and that's that's what we're all about. That's absolutely fantastic. I can't believe we've got two absolutely phenomenal guests on board who have both got a a. a single belief of growing kind of plant-based nutrition and uh, innovation in that space. So I'm going to start with you, uh, with you, Veronica. How did this idea happen? I know um, it was yourself and your partner. Um, please go back from the very start. Like, How did you just look at a cauliflower and some hemp seeds one day and go, ah, I can turn that into cheese? <laughs> I, that's my partner. So he's a, an award-winning fine dining chef back in Australia. And I, I can only credit him with the idea of what to use to create these products. But the story goes back to us having a restaurant back in South Melbourne uh, where he first started playing around with, a, I guess, putting more plant-based dishes on the menu to cater to the growing number of customers that were coming in that wanted plant-based options and more importantly ones that were free from a myriad of I guess allergens that they were coming in with so there wasn't a night where you know they'd have a table that was free from that was free from some kind of request whether it be dairy-free gluten-free something or other um, so it was I think for him at the time it was just I guess addressing a pain point in the restaurant and creating some menu items that were not only you know going to suit these guests but also be really interesting so that everyone would enjoy them because we're all sick of seeing the classic vegetarian risotto on the menu kind of thing yeah um, what happened though was that the dishes were so extraordinary that we started to get people from all over the world traveling to the restaurant just oh, wow. to eat them uh, and the cheese was one highlight so that really stood out for me because the first time i tasted the cheese it was a very early um, recipe that he'd created and it's completely different from what we do now it was based on potato uh, but I tasted it and was just absolutely blown, blown away when I found out what he'd made to use it which was potato and really not a lot else um, wow. and found out that it didn't it had a very very low amount of fat in it but somehow he'd managed to replicate that same texture and mouthfeel of like a classic Rockefeller. Um, what really blew me away was that it turned out he'd been serving this to diners for months and months and months without telling anyone, including me, his partner, <laughs> um, including our own staff. That's how, I guess, remarkable it was in terms of, yeah, I guess, satisfying consumers in, to the point where they weren't even questioning it. 
Uh, and then me not being from hospitality, me just being the little economist on the other side of the... I was going to say, yeah, because you're a behavioural economist, aren't you? This is, this, is, this is why I love this podcast, because I meet, no, no offence, so many <laughs> random people that have just jumped into the food industry and have created the most innovative, fantastic products without well, I, kind of going to university to study a nutritional panel for four years. <laughs> yeah, my qualifications are that I just really eat a lot and really like food. <laughs> um, so I'm a great, I'm probably his biggest critic. I'll tell him straight away if he's created a recipe that I don't think is up to scratch because I'm the every person that, you know, if I yeah. don't enjoy it, I figure yeah. other people won't. Uh, so I had this, it blew me away. When I found out what was in it, I just thought, I guess I, I just thought, oh, my God, you don't realise what you've done here. I've, I can do something with this. Um, and so while my partner was pitching our next restaurant concept to investors in the US, I thought, you know what, as a, my own little side project, my hobby business, I guess, I'll work on commercialising some of his plant-based recipes and it'll be like a product line that can be an additional revenue channel for yeah. the restaurant concept um, and then, you know, if that, if that concept fails, then at least we have something to fall back on. Uh, but it turned out that the first investor we pitched to didn't care about the restaurant. He just saw the, um, the plant-based cheese potential yep. product line in the deck and offered us $2 million to buy that straight away. That's fantastic. Uh, we turned that down and instead went back to Australia, applied to the Mars Seeds of Change Accelerator and oh, got cool. into that straight away. Uh, and that was probably the first good move that we made because we rejected um, what was at the time a really appealing offer for a a business that hadn't even been fully fleshed out yet uh, and just did it the right way for ourselves. So getting the right mentorship, legal advice, financial advice, business strategy, that kind of thing in place. Uh, And then it was only about four weeks into that program that I was at a conference called Global Table and I signed up for a a five-minute kind of one-on-one chat that you could sign up for with it was just like a lucky dip of experts in the field. Yeah, okay, yeah. And was that the global table in was, Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. one. And I happened Fantastic. to be matched um, with five minutes with a man called Andrew Ive from Big Idea Ventures. Ah, I see where the connection now comes in. Ah. <laughs> Told him what we did and then, yeah, the rest is history. I think it was only a couple of weeks later that we were look, living in New York and never looked back. That is incredible. Andrew, I think this is now your time to shine and come in and carry on part two of the story here because <laughs> what, what an incredible start. I want to I want to know, Andrew, like, well, what did you think in this first five minutes of me and Veronica and uh, more about yourself? Because <laughs> I bet you I bet you get introduced to some weird and wacky ideas. And why did you pick this one? Yeah, so um, you don't need a full five minutes to meet Veronica to be uh, super impressed and uh, kind of bowled over by her energy and you know charisma. Uh, it, it she can she can kind of nail it in sixty seconds to be honest Fantastic. with you. So so I was so I was sitting on this kind of um, weird bar stool chair thing on a stage being filmed. <laughs> really really comfortable. <laughs> it was quite you know I. I, f- I felt like Perry Como needing a, you know, the guitar or something. Um, and, and Veronica, Veronica kind, of, kind of rolls up, big smile on her face. And she's, she says, I've got the most incredible um, plant-based cheese. Um, I think we could do something with you in the US. And that, that, was, that was it. That was all we needed, really. Um, 
I didn't I didn't test the product. Uh, I was in Melbourne for 24 hours. So I literally flew in, got a got a cab to to the Global Table Conference, was there for that day and then flew back, um, I think, the morning after um, and, you know, didn't see the wow. product. Uh, I, ju I just knew that there was this really compelling lady who was telling me she had the best thing since, uh, you know, before sliced bread. Yeah. And um, uh, and then we got to taste it and she was right. Uh, and the great thing is we, we had about 200 companies applying for investment from us and a whole bunch of those were cheeses, um, you know, uh, were, you know, kind of plant-based right. cheese, pl yeah. plant cheese. A lot of them were the same. So for whatever reason, uh, a lot of the plant-based cheese companies out there um, just sort of leverage cashew nut. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's basically compacted nut butter, <laughs> for want of a better way of thinking about <laughs> it. So it doesn't doesn't look like cheese, really doesn't taste like cheese that much. Um, and then, you know, so we had a whole bunch of these cashew nut based cheeses to try. Um, and some of them were, were really good, but, you know, not completely dissimilar from each other. And then this one product that was made from a totally different ingredient, which just blew our minds. It melted on in our mouths. It tasted like a, a cheese. I wouldn't say I would would have necessarily said it's a it's a Gruyere or a, a Camembert or whatever, but it certainly was, you know, like a like a real cheese. And and I was yeah. just like, this is this is not plant based. There's no way this is plant based. I thought these guys were like conning me with with you know <laughs> telling me it was plant based, but it was actually yeah. it was actually <laughs> milk or something. You see uh, the ingredients you, and we've yeah. just chucked some cheeky dairy in. <laughs> yeah, give, give us your money and we've just put Meredith goat's cheese in there. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's how we met. That's how we got started. And, um, you know, next thing we know, Sean and Veronica are, are in New York in our offices and we're, you know, we're, we're building a business together. That's incredible. Veronica, so... <laughs> this is where I find it funny. Did you just pack a bag and like go, great, we've got it. Let's 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 move to the US. Like, it's, it all seems crazy. This is this is what I love about this podcast. It's just absolute craziness that one, you're going into a yeah. crazy niche growing market. You've randomly met a bloke on a bar stool that's <laughs> not tasted your products but believes in it. And I can see why from looking at the photos and the stories online. And yeah. now you've just packed the bag and moved to the United States of America. Yeah. So is it crazy? Yes and no. Like on one hand, it was very rapid that we mm. went to the States. Some people might think that that was, you know, a bit reckless and fast. What they don't realise is that literally years of planning went into this. It's yeah, not yeah. like we just, you know, came yeah. up with a, a silly idea and thought, oh, you know, let's just have a crack at that. No, it, it came about because, again, like I, my whole career I've spent watching market trends and predicting what consumers are going to demand next, right? Yeah. So I could see about four years ago I was running a food and beverage-focused marketing agency at the time and I could see that this category was growing really oddly fast. Mm -hmm. um, my own clients wouldn't listen to my advice and refused to get on board with plant-based cheese. They just didn't agree, thought, oh, no, that's not going to go anywhere. 
Um, and in my mind, fools. I just... Absolute fools. <laughs> well, in my mind, I just bubbled away with this concept for a while before yeah. actioning it. So it wasn't like we just completely came out of nowhere. And then the other part of it was that we were already planning to open a restaurant that was completely plant-based in the US. This was going yeah. to be one of the dishes on the menu. So it was already created for this exact environment, for this um, demographic, for this audience. Uh, so, yeah, we'd been planning for a long time to move over here eventually. It's just that we weren't expecting to get an opportunity come up for us to do it so quickly and we couldn't we couldn't turn that down. How can you turn down someone believing in you to just get straight onto that opportunity, straight into your target market from day one? Absolutely amazing. The other, and, the other, I was going to say, yeah, the, other, the other thing to mention is... is the unsung hero here is Sean. I mean, he is. Oh yeah, him. Yeah, where is Sean? Yeah, yeah. poor Sean. He's probably in the kitchen. He's probably a great in great in cauliflower, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so Sean is is the unsung hero. He he is he's a magician. I mean, mm. there's no there's no other way of thinking about it. It's not just that he's good with with kind of plant based, but well, I wouldn't even say plant based. He's good with everything from a cooking yeah. perspective. Um, this guy thinks about things in a new in a way that other chefs at least from the experience I've had of talking to a whole range of different chefs just don't think about he's he's able to create things from 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 ingredients that just shouldn't work it's just yeah, it's wow. crazy how he manages to kind of make magic with with plant-based ingredients um and the products that he creates just you know, I, I haven't seen anywhere else. I just have not seen products like this from anywhere anywhere else. And we've, over the last, I don't know, seven years, I probably see a thousand companies a year. Yeah. Um, and I just haven't seen anything like this before. It's incredible. That's incredible. I look, yeah, I can't wait to taste it. I, I did a podcast about 20 episodes back with someone else from New York. So I think now having two guests from New York, I think that's a a real good reason when we can start flying to actually come to New York. So I think that's signed off. Um, uh, Andrew makes just, an excellent point, though. It is, uh, I think, where we've been successful is the perspective that Sean's taken in the products. Like he saw, he looked at how vegan cheese was made at the moment and just yeah. realized that all of the companies for the last few decades have actually just been perfecting and finessing a certain way of doing it. And he just decided, well, that doesn't work for me. Chuck the rule book out. I'm going to completely use different ingredients, different process um, and breaking it, just breaking it down in terms of like as a a fine dining chef would. So breaking down the multi-sensory experience and not just looking at the flavor of the product or the way that it looks, but like the whole experience of eating cheese right down to that kind of opiate effect, that addictive quality that it has. So that's what he's focused on in creating products. And that's why I think he's, come up with something different that's not the traditional food scientist or you know mass manufacturer style of doing that's, things that i just want to touch on your consumer uh and then moving into kind of next steps but when when you look at your cheeses you'll you'll have kind of your traditional you'll have your vegans going fantastic we've finally got a solution and then you'll also have uh, people like myself who will be going wow i've got to try this but also from the nutritional point of view, Veronica, would you be able to explain, like, has it got the nutritional properties that can match it up against the cheese? So everyone always goes, oh, I can't go mm. vegan because you'll you'll lack dairy. But how, how, how do you kind of fight that kind of um, discussion point? 
Yeah, I think it's one of the first things that we considered. Firstly, from Sean's perspective, you know, him wanting to always do something that's completely different to anything else on the market. So he was intentionally looking for ingredients that were not like anything else that's been seen before. And then me, from a marketing perspective, I always try and play devil's advocate. Like if I was doing PR for the dairy industry, what Mm. would I attack someone like me for probably like, well, (laughs) where's all the calcium? Where's the protein? So the way that we addressed that was by using a combination of fermented cauliflower and hemp seed. So cauliflower is bringing in fiber, antioxidants, vitamins and minerals. Uh, On the other side of the spectrum, hemp seeds is bringing in really high amount of calcium and protein to the product in addition to the advantages of flavor, texture, mouthfeel, that kind of thing. That's incredible. Well, that they uh, solves up solves that issue then straight away, really. Yeah, that one, it knocks that one on the head pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> and where's next step? So you've got your products, and now Andrew's on board. Where where does the future go with Grounded Foods? Where where would you like it to go? Well, we we launched our fundraising round in very unusual timing, just uh, the casual uh, <laughs> midst of a global economic <laughs> crisis. Uh, yeah, but we, we like a challenge, right? So, so there was no other option. No, we're, yeah. um, we came to LA from one level because we already intended to come here anyway just because we love it, but also because yeah. it makes sense to our product. It's an environmentally resilient product. We're very interested in locally sourced ingredients and anything that can enhance a domestic like independent supply chain. So in California over here, it's where 90% of cauliflower is grown. It means that we can harness the value of imperfect vegetables. Wow, uh, yeah. So it, our, our process uses the entire head of cauliflower leaves and all, and that means that we don't need the pretty ones that go into supermarkets. We can actually use uh, excess yeah, surplus great. ingredients. Uh, and obviously hemp is a pretty big industry over here as well, so it means we have no shortage of that ingredient. <laughs> yep. I, I noticed that when I came over, yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing is that our manufacturing, our co-manufacturing facility is located just an hour away over here in California from where we are. So it means that we can be here to yeah, watch over things, get into production and continue the R&D process for new products. We've got about, well, Sean's got about 30 different recipes at the moment. So it means he can just... Uh, stay in the R&D kitchen as we yeah, yeah. Get, get things rolling. So at the moment, we've actually just launched pre-orders that will begin shipping in June. Uh, and we're, we're in discussions at the moment with a couple of larger quick service chains and retailers uh, more towards the end of the year, looking at rolling those out. Fantastic. And you touched on it from a, from a manufacturing point of view, and maybe it's yourself and Andrew on this one. Did you have to set up a manufacturing site with the investment or was there something already in place in LA that allowed you to basically make this product um, using existing facilities? How did that work? I think just for a product like ours, it's never been done before. Um, It's very unique. And in order to really 
take advantage of that opportunity. It's like speed to market is key. So we don't really have the time frame to do it slowly, you know, go to the local farmers markets and go through that traditional trajectory, build up to the point where we can build out our own facility. Like we need to act fast. So for us, going down the co-packing route was the smartest option for us. Uh, The the difficulty being that when we initially were trying to launch in Australia, we just faced so many challenges in even identifying a co-manufacturer that would be equipped to work with us because it's a... It's a process that's never been done before, even though it's not using anything, you know, yeah. wild. Um, <laughs> just no one's actually equipped to do it straight off the bat. So we couldn't just walk into any any facility and just start producing things tomorrow. But fortunately, there's a lot more um, there's a lot more options available in the US for us to get started for now. That's fantastic. So Andrew, you've now you, you've met Veronica, you, you've invested, you, you're getting on very well. Where's, where's your next, uh, next step? Do you just take a step back now and just watch Grounded uh, grow from um, what it is now to hopefully something absolutely huge? Or do you, do you invest a lot of time and energy still into it? Or are you looking for the next, uh, the next thing in your uh, investment portfolio? Uh, yes. Is probably the answer. To, <laughs> is probably the answer to those questions. Um, so, so we, so we start off the relationship with a very intense uh, five-month uh, uh, experience. It kind of equates to about eight hundred hours of time working with our, t- you know, me and the team, uh, and the, and grounded uh, for as a for, as an example. Um, mm. That's a really that's a really intense experience um, especially when a company is going through growth uh, aggressive quick growth and they're kind of exploring all parts of their business their business model they're learning things about their product they're learning things about their market they're even learning things about themselves so at the end of that experience that five months you could say okay the the program's over the reality is we're now um, shareholders equity shareholders in the company grounded and we the experience for my from at least from my point of view you'd probably have to ask veronica about hers is 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 one where you get closer than an average business partner because you learn so much about each other and at, and so i'm expecting to have a a friendship and a relationship with grounded for years to come you know yep. until until these guys uh if ever it happens decide to sell the company and go do the next company um you know, I'd love it if in five years time, these guys um, got grounded to such a point that they could sell the business and then go do it all over again. And hopefully I'd be the first investor in their next company. Because yeah, we'll be hitting you up again for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know. We'll get the bar stall out again. <laughs> yeah. The, these guys are star performers. If they did it again, we would probably be in 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 the next one as well. So, yeah, no, this is a this is a, a long term relationship. This is not speed dating. This is yeah. this is something akin to marriage in as far as business is concerned. That's fantastic. I just want to touch, and I should have touched on it earlier, Andrew, with yourself. You you invest heavily into plant based uh, businesses. What made what made you choose that direction? Like, and it's probably obvious; it's a, it's a huge growing market. But why specifically? Like, what what was the the reasoning behind that? 
Sure. So I mentioned in the beginning that Big Idea Ventures is focused on, you know, solving the world's biggest problems by mm. backing the world's best entrepreneurs. Um, I kind of, this is one of those too much information moments, but I was coming up to my 50th birthday and um, I, I'd had a really interesting, good career uh, with Procter and & Gamble and, and starting businesses and other things. And yeah. I sort of felt like I had 10 years of full-time work left. So 50 to 60. Yep. Um, before uh, When I hit 60, I think my wife's going to want me to go hang out with her and I don't know, do whatever eat it is. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, eat cheese. Yeah, eat plant-based cheese. Um, so I wanted the next, I, I wanted the next 10 years to be about making a significant difference. I didn't want it to be about just earning a salary or making money or doing all the things that you typically focus on at the beginning of your career. So for me, the next 10 years is about trying to undo some of the challenges that we've done with this planet, with, you know, animals uh, and others in, in this whole food system. Uh, that seems to be a little bit broken uh, or a lot broken. Yeah. So plant-based food for me is one of those things that has the potential to reduce climate change, you know, get animals out of the food system um, and move away from factory farming. Um, it has the potential, if you get more plant-based uh, ingredients into your diet, to help in terms of obesity, cardiovascular problems, cancer, et cetera, et cetera. So there's so many reasons why plant-based is the way to go from a, from a business perspective, from an investment perspective. And, 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 and for me, that means, you know, dedicating the next 10 years to finding companies just like Grounded and helping to, them to become successful. That's fantastic, and uh, I'm I'm a huge advocate of the uh, the plant based movement as well. And you 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 actually I think uh, you actually know the owner of the uh, the business that I work for um, because of your plant based um, agendas. Because yeah, Michael Scalzo um, invested into a plant based protein powder site. So you're both on the same agenda, and it's uh, it's an absolutely fantastic movement that you're helping with, and uh, yeah, Michael Scalzo is helping with, and it's I just don't think it's going anywhere uh, anytime. It, it, it still it's makes me grow. it still makes me laugh sometimes when we get the odd investor or um, broker or something that approaches us saying, you know, I can see that you probably do well for a while. I don't know how long this trend will last, um, but and it's just like oh. Away. <laughs> so, okay do you find that there is certain kind of demographic and it, it's probably true to say it's a yeah. certain type of person yeah I, well no. there's a reason why we don't we're not planning to market our products to older audiences just because yeah. i think a lot of people are fixed in their ways yeah. at that point um i think you know some are transitioning over to plant-based foods, but the, the really big market opportunity is with the millennial and Gen Z audiences who are in it from day one and they're very, very mission-driven. So it's just a much bigger opportunity with that demographic. So, so I, would, I, would, I would push back a little bit on a few things uh, around that. Absolutely, the millennials, the Gen Zs are, are kind of making the greatest strides towards plant-based. Um, however, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the older populations, especially when it comes to um, people who are who are kind of moving towards some challenges around cardiovascular health, mm, uh, cancer and so on. 
that mm. the, the, the older populations are choosing a plant-based diet because of health reasons. We've also got the younger population who are focusing on it, whether it's because of animal welfare or or climate change or concerns about global warming, etc. But I'm finding when it comes to products like Grounded, all of the logical reasons why people should be doing it don't matter. It's about the, the kind of spark in people's eyes when they put the product in their mouths and on their tongues, because then who gives a damn about, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but then people are buying these products because they just taste really, really good. And, you know, the, the fact that it's better for the planet, the fact that it's better for animals, the fact that it's better for your health um, is, a, is an upside. Um, because yeah. it tastes better than the original products. It really, these pro grounded and other products like grounded taste better than the original products they're replacing. And that that's why people are going to buy them, not because of all the other kind of esoteric global reasons that they should be. They'll buy mm. it because of the taste. Yeah, it always comes back to taste, doesn't it? It does. I think um, taste and price. Taste and definitely. price. For the people listening, Veronica, how can they get more information from yourself and... Where can they found, find uh, Grounded Foods? I know they can go on groundedfoods.com. Where else can you send them? Uh, I'll check out our Instagram. So that's grounded underscore foods. Uh, we're only available in the US this year, but we do plan on expanding to Australia in the near future as well. I cannot wait for that. So I, I look forward, look forward to the, the day they rise because I definitely want to be trying the marinated hemp seed feta. That is, uh, that is uh, one that is. I'm oh. sure you can tell what product was our inspiration for that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still from, from before in the episode. Are you sure you just didn't put uh, goat's cheese in a jar? And, and, and we're all just playing along in this big weird. Um, <laughs> it's game. funny because. I, People don't really know that product over in the States. And at the start, we were trying to convince Andrew and the team of what that product was that we were trying to emulate. Andrew, I think you still don't really know, but if you like it, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of described it as an Australian feta, which which to me as a European is, is almost sacrilege. You know, feta for me is this sort of <laughs> Greek, bitter, bitter Greek crumbly yeah. cheese product, crumbly but delicious product, right? It's so true. Well, absolute pleasure to have you guys on board. And for yourself, Andrew, if, if people want to follow the amazing work that you do and kind of future uh, businesses that you are, are going to be tapping into and just your more stories from yourself, um, link, sending them LinkedIn, is that the best place? And where else? So, so we've got a core website, which is bigideaventures.com. Um, obviously, we're in Instagram and LinkedIn. And we're really looking to talk to young companies that, that are in the plant-based, cell-based space uh, that, you know, want to that have a big idea, want to change the world. Um, and, yeah, anyone that's interested in this space, uh, reach out. We're friendly people. Love to talk to uh, as many people as possible around, this, around what we're doing. And I, I can... I can testify that if you've got an idea, definitely hit these guys up because, yeah, they're very, very open to innovative thinkers. That's absolutely amazing. I, I just think it's it's so refreshing to hear and it's it's something I'm passionate in, hence doing this podcast. So I just want to thank you guys for giving up your time to, to tell your story. I think 
it's been one of the, been one of my favourites. It was like the um, Fengru from a couple of episodes back, where she was actually making trying to make real cheese, and before she knows it, she's actually disrupting a sixty billion dollar industry. Um, so I just love these crazy stories um, that come out. So fantastic to have you on board and good luck uh, in the US. Um, hopefully the craziness is coming to an end. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to believe what the media say, but keep safe. And uh, I can't wait to, to hear more from both of you, to be honest, and and get the product into Australia. Thank you so much, yeah, we Ben. Probably- we oh. we should probably say a big thank you to Global Table for connecting us, you know, exactly. right back in the beginning. I must say thank you to the Victorian government for sponsoring that. So <laughs> Yeah, no, it's absolutely fantastic that something amazing came from that event because I know, I know there was uh, a lot of hype about it and it's great and probably many people don't know kind of the, the spin-off effect that something like an event like that can have and it's just proved totally. that um this could be an actual global game changer so yeah great work on their behalf too thank you so yeah, much I think ben. Was part, that was that was part of seeds and chips wasn't it it was yeah yeah well thank you very much guys have a great uh yeah have a great weekend because yeah we're on you're oh no i'm on friday you're on thursday so enjoy your friday <laughs> <laughs> all the Thanks, days ben. are running in together at this time <laughs> oh my god no, <laughs> <laughs> take care everyone see you andrew see yeah. you ben Bye.